Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And I'm Jason. Welcome to the Microbrew Review. We finally did it. This is episode 89. 89. Infusion time. Correct. I felt a little bad. It's not like it was 75 or 100 or something that's worth celebrating. It's called We Finally Got Off Our Butts (laughs) and we are going to do an infusion podcast, folks. And we are already infusing the first one. We are indeed. Did we time this? No, but uh, I've but got Jason's it in my brain. timing it. Yeah, let's. Well, sure. Except we started. We started infusing this one. That's what, right. Like that's three okay. minutes. Three is minutes time for minutes. us to explain what it is we're doing, and then we'll start drinking by with the uh, the uninfused one. Sounds good. Uh, so what? Uh, we all kind of picked a different beer, and then what we would infuse with it. Uh, I wanted to do a nice pale ale. Um, I was going to go with Sierra Nevada, but we had the uh, two brothers, uh, the Bitter End, their pale ale. Uh, And I wanted to put that with mango and ginger because in my brain, I thought that that sounded like a grand idea. We're going to find out if it actually changes the flavor at all or uh, if it's an awful uh, awful combination or something like that. So should we go over what infusion is uh, for the folks that maybe just tuning in and have not had us tease it for a year? I'm going to say check out our Facebook page because we will upload some photos of all of our gear and all of our ingredients if that will help uh, the visualization at all. But we... I think started down this road because Jason really wanted a French press, and before we knew it, we all have French presses. So now that we have three French presses, Precious presses. Uh, and we learned from Adroit about this the Randall beer brewing tool called a Randall, which basically does what we are doing right now. It's like a forced French press, uh, and there are also plenty of uh, magazines and articles, uh, magazine and, and uh, internet articles about uh, using a French press to infuse different flavors into your beer. So much like coffee, you basically just pour your beer, which is like the water in a French press, over the fruit or whatnot, which would be your grinds in coffee, and you are left with, uh, you let it steep, and then you have hopefully something cool to drink. Whoa, it already changed color like crazy. Very dark. (laughs) Um, Probably some juice from that mango. Yeah. Well, the reason I wanted a pale ale, uh, I thought it was a nice neutral palette, um, much like when we did our... Uh, liquor in beer experiment. The Sierra Nevada was a really kind of very good but basic pale ale. Well, uh, this one the... is a very basic pale ale. It definitely is. It it's... smells hoppy, but it really tastes very balanced and very bland. neutral. Yeah, all right, so bland. Yeah. I'm <laughs> trying to be nice about it. Uh, this yeah. So that's me... what. So yeah. So what we're doing is we are tasting it. We're tasting the beer. We're tasting the beer on its own first. Unadulterated. And then we're see it. how it, uh, how it changes. I'm going to save a little infusion. bit so I can sort of go back and forth here. I did not save any, so you That's will have right. to be my, my control group. This reminds me a little bit, and this is going to be depressing when I think about how long ago this was. It was something crazy like episode 11. Chef Beth wrote in and sent us the information pizza beer. on the pizza beer. Oh my god, the nose on that is awesome. Jason loves ginger. <laughs> I'm really hoping the no, ginger the comes mango. through. Is the it mango, really? It's the mango? The nose, yeah, yeah, I knew the mango would be uh, good. Wow. Does anyone want any more? Well, let us let us taste it first and then we'll decide. How's that? All right, well, there's just a little, little bit left. I've poured myself a nice healthy portion here. So I'm sorry, yeah. I interrupted your uh, story. but Oh, our flashback story? Yeah. There was there is a, a 
beer that they call the pizza beer and they basically make an oversized tea bag of all of the ingredients that are in pizza like the you know oregano and the spices and even like fresh tomato and they steep it in the beer and then we never got to try it we have never tried we it should but that, that's sort of took us 89 episodes to get here beth <laughs> will get to your pizza beer at some point <laughs> So here, here goes nothing, right? So I get, I do get both. I get the mango and the ginger. The mango is very, very subtle. I get the ginger more. But I get the ginger more. Uh, I dare say I like it better this way. Me too. I will also say the carbonation disappears. So you wouldn't yes, want to steep right. it for much longer. No, we had it steeping for like three or four minutes before we started the podcast. And then it was about three minutes into the podcast that we actually poured it. This is good. So, so it's pretty long. we don't have anything else set up and ready to go. We apologize, guys, if we're knocking around trying to get everything else. Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to limit all of the banging on the glass. And <laughs> there, there might be some pauses and jumps as we edit out the awkwardness. <laughs> so, Ian, bear with us. This was um, your brainchild. What do you think? I actually do quite like it. I don't think it was a bad combination at all. I would prefer if both of the flavors came out a little stronger. So, if that meant adding more or letting it steep just a little longer. Um, I wanted the ginger to be a little more bitey, if that makes sense, instead sure. of just like, oh, this tastes of ginger. Now, we did use fresh ginger for those of you playing along at home. I think maybe if we had shaved it instead of just slices of it, right. so it kind of got some of that wet, uh, pulpy texture to it, it might have been that a little more uh, able to permeate. And what do you think of the mango? Do you get any of that on it, or not so much? I do get a little bit. Um, more like a little hint of sweetness yeah, more than right actual. Yeah, like right on the tip of the tongue, right when I first taste it. And then after the wash of ginger goes away, there's kind of a, a freshness to it, which I would take to be the mango. Yeah. Do you want to try? I have a little bit left over over here of the original. The original? Sure. I must I'll say the, bef sip out of this. the before and after of the color. Got significantly darker. Much more cloudy, uh, which would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Jason's French press is, is a fancy schmancy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would call this a success, and I would serve it at a party. That's what I was thinking. Like, you could do a really big infusion. Or you could have a couple of them set up in rotations, because like we said, it does kind of take away the uh, carbonation, which is a part of beer I, I quite like personally. Yes, it's refreshing. That's one of the things. So I did some research online as we were going through getting ready for the podcast, and uh, a lot of folks were saying, don't ever do this because it's going to kill the carbonation of the beer. And my thing is... If you've already had the beer, if you tried the beer before, there's no reason not to try something else. If that's going to be your only, you know, instance of trying the beer, then yeah, probably you want to try it on its own. But for the sake of the brewmaster, try it their way first. Yeah. But sure, and it's not like we're saying, oh, pale ales are bad. Here's a way to make them better. Right. It's just here's a way to make. You know, you don't have to find a mango ginger pale ale, which probably exists somewhere. But I would whether not be it's surprised. good or not, who knows? Uh, but you can kind of make your own at home by just going to the supermarket and finding a couple ingredients. Or you can really play around. Uh, I remember there was an article in Beer Advocate that we mentioned a while ago and even read a couple, uh, a couple suggestions from, which, of course, I don't remember what any of them were. Uh, but they said... Just go to town, you know, pick up some ingredients. What do you think would go together? I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. I wanted to do a cilantro lime. Oh, that's cute. Terrible. <laughs> and I didn't because I didn't want to listen to that for 45 minutes. Yeah. So, But I really felt like in, say, the Saison or something that's earthy and refreshing, it might be a perfect, like, margarita that's beer-based or something. A beer-garita, but in the real world. Yeah, why not? 
I'm getting the mango more now than I did at the beginning. I wonder if it kind of, that flavor sunk to the bottom or if it's just coming out more now. Not really sure. I only have one mortar and pestle. Otherwise, I think we would macerate everything just to make sure that we're getting the most. Right. And again, you know, we're doing this, uh, we're trying to give you guys a taste of a bunch of different things. I would say if you're going to do it for a party or something, find one that works and make a whole bunch of those. And then you only have to prep one ingredient. Uh, you can probably reuse the same uh, French press a couple times over. Uh, just add a few more fresh ingredients and let them all steep together. Like you're not going to... If, if we did this again and we left what's already in there in there, it's not going to make it worse. It'll just have, you know, a little bit more, I think. So I like that. Uh, also a great thing to do at this time of year when there's fresh produce all around. Mm -hmm. I, I would say it's one of those Harvest things. Harvest time. Yeah, and one of those things that you can do with a little too ripe of produce, maybe. Am I the only one sure. who ever looks at, you know, oh, I bought this big container of oranges and, and or peaches three maybe. of them yeah when i buy peaches the way they come the best is in five pound baskets and they might be awesome but after six or seven peaches i'm not keeping up with how fast i need to be eating them well i think it's really cool how some supermarkets will Instead of throwing out their old avocados, they'll make them into guacamole and then sell you guacamole for five dollars, which yeah. you could have bought, you know, two avocados for three and made your own. So you end up spending more, but they're at least they're not just throwing out all this usable product or like the oranges they'll they'll squeeze into orange juice. I thought that the other day though, I was in a supermarket that shall not be named that is usually quite fresh, and the guacamole up by the door was all brown, and I thought, I hope that's yesterday's guacamole and not what you're trying to sell me right now. So there was a little bit left at the bottom of the French press, which we allowed to continue steeping. And I would say it's even better, personally. I, it's the ginger, ginger comes out even ginger more. Comes out. The mango comes yeah. out a lot more, too. I don't know that the mango and the ginger work as well in this one as it's steeped more. I think I would, the ginger on its own would have done well. I like the ginger a lot. For some reason, what I want is like a blood orange with it. Okay. Ginger blood orange, that's a good idea. I just because mango is nice. Yeah, I wouldn't nice. want the ginger by itself. I think I, not that it would be bad, but I love the idea of having that bite, but then with something kind of sweet or citrusy to counteract that uh, the sharpness that comes with the fresh ginger. I would do maybe a little bit less ginger then, because I feel like it's overpowering the other flavor in there. And maybe maybe some we could berries, do those. if they like a blackberry that you could mash up. So we wanted to do was raspberries, but they're out of season right now, and we wanted to give it the best chance. So I could Best buy the California possible. raspberries, but I didn't think they would be nearly as juicy as if we could buy the local ones. Yeah. We're about a month late for the local ones. Ah, well. So what do you think we're going to do next? So we next up, we have the... Uh, so is it, yeah, actually, can we go over that again? We, so that was the two brothers. Two brothers, uh, the Bitter End Pale Ale. Uh, which is really funny to me because mango. we have definitely done another beer called Bitter End. Hodgson's Bitter End. Yep. Do you remember? I was wondering why that name sounded so familiar. Yes. I was like, this, this, that's the guy on the boat, right? Yes. And I, that and was, I liked that one. I did too. And I, um, I've only had two brothers once before. It was at Zahav in Old City. I've had it at Tria a couple times. Uh, one of their beers is kind of accidentally gluten-free. So they kind of featured that on their menu one time. Uh, just the way it's made, it just happens to be gluten-free. Uh, it wasn't excellent, but it was a, a fine beer. I don't say much about gluten-free beers being excellent. I do not mind omissions. I think there's 
have some redeeming qualities. But, sorry. Our next beer. Yes. Next up, we're going to do a Saison. Um, this is actually from our lost podcast of two weeks ago or last week. You know that 88 um, Take 3 thing that we did? Yeah, the one we had a lot of difficulty with. This is the Long Trail uh, Brush and Barrel series. This is their Saison. Uh, we gave it actually pretty rave reviews. We thought it was a fairly awesome Saison. Uh, Ranks in at 7.1 ABV. Which is why when it came to trying to give some on air time to those three lost beers, this is the one I chose to bring back. Absolutely. Well, it was the best. Ooh, I just had a little belch and the mango came out. <laughs> I know that's a little weird, but truly. Uh, on, the, on the exhale. <laughs> so what are we doing for the Saison? What are we? Yeah, this was not my beer. This is yours, I believe. I think I want to do the lime. You don't even know what you're doing? No. Sheesh. That's, that's part of the beauty of being the beer mistress, though. Good at coming up with up. pairings on the spot. Well, and you guys can talk me out of this if you don't. Oh, that's what I want. I want the lime and the mint. Mint and lime. Mint, lime, saison. Yes. Okay. Either that cool. or or do you want the bit? Nope. Okay. No, no, you can do oh. that. I just made a big noise when you put well, it I in sort glass. of wanted the basil at first, but I thought the basil would overwhelm the lime was my initial thought. Um, Help me out here, guys. What do you think? I mean, this is yours, so you got to... Yeah, this is your creation. What do you want? We, we will There's say no that next up, we're here. doing the Oscar Blues 1050, and we will be pairing that probably with chocolate and berries. Right. So your options are limited but we also according to the have, ingredients on the table. We also have the chili peppers. Peppers, yeah. I like that. How about lime and chili pepper? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Let's do good. it. But we got to break the peppers up a little bit. Okay. Got a little crunch in there. So pardon our crunchiness. I'm going to put this whole lime wedge in there. That's why right I did that. it. Yeah, no. I thought that would help more than just lime juice. Do you want me to pour juice? some lime juice in there too? Sure. Something's going to have to offset all of that chili pepper. One more, because you guys like it spicy. I That's do true. like it spicy. It's going to be interesting. So and, and how old are these chilies? <laughs> Look, guys, this is not <laughs> fair. The appropriate age of chilidom. Which is... All right, uh, the container said 2006. Almost 10 years old. Yeah. Wow, that is pretty old. <laughs> but I will say that I happen to like to keep my chili peppers in that kind of Tupperware container, and I know that I have added new ones since I bought the container. So, so they might be on the top, they might be on the bottom. These could be 2006, these could be 2010, we'll never know. Thankfully, chili peppers are not like fine wine. It doesn't really matter. They're more like spice. Well, it matters a little bit. We'll find out in a minute. Like, maybe it'll so melt our faces off. we're just going to vamp for the off. next three minutes while we allow this to... Uh... <laughs> well, we can try the Saison because we have not yeah, tried it on the true. air. That's, that's, what, that's exactly what this time is for. Ian, I thought that someone paid you to do improv recently. Is that true or uh, false? No, that's false. I don't do any improv. I am a scripted only... Uh, actor. Oh, that smells so good. <clears throat> so yeah, we can chat about this for real, I guess, since we're actually recording. My disappointed face is the fact that our special guest on the Lost podcast was Ryan Hayes, Verlin Hayes' son. Why does that disappoint you? Because it was uh, this huge that triumphant. That we lost it. That yes. we lost it is ah. what I'm disappointed. I thought you were disappointed that he was our No, our I was guest. just so excited. I that was rude. It felt full circle. And then the fact that it went completely missing and could not even be saved was just Yeah, it was much. a rough one for me. It really <laughs> took some, some sadness from that. 
<laughs> wow. Are you are you having feelings? Do you want to have them like in public right now or what's happening? Yeah, I had less time to drink like at home because I had to come back and do another podcast. So my feeling was not rage. I don't get enraged. I don't know. Mild sadness. <laughs> are those like next to each other in your book? <laughs> the spectrum of Ian is not quite a rainbow. It's more like... No, there's like three conditions, I guess. Your emotions form a triangle? <laughs> yeah. One of them is asleep. Rage, sad, and happy. <laughs> uh, and I guess there's like somewhere in between there where you can be like mild sadness or mild rage. Although mild rage sounds a little oxymoronic. I'm like jumbo shrimp. Did he just call me a moron on the I, podcast? I did. So do you like it? Depends. How oh, I love it. Don't forget to leave a little. I think it's delicious. The I there. think it is exactly what I love in the saison. I dare Let's say. Let's give it a quick little talk about since we um, since we do like it. My favorite domestic saison is the brewery saison rue, which is saying something because it's expensive and it's one of the few saisons that I will pay for that isn't imported, like a saison dupont or something. Um, this, for me, I would love to try side-by-side side with the Saison Rue because... See which, see which is, uh... It is a fraction of the price, and I sure. find it so satisfying. Well, the brewery's beers are almost always awesome, but they do tend to carry a hefty price tag. I think I may have picked one up uh, the other evening, but I may not have. It might be uh, not. I, I went on a, on a fun little adventure the other night. I was at the Narberth Bottle Shop, which we have spoken of, and I was in a good mood, and so I found seven different beers uh, which we'll be featuring shortly probably not all together um, he came in kind of like beer Santa Claus but yeah I thought there was some really cool stuff that I pulled out I don't know what you thought about it I was it, reading the brew dog one to Jason and his eyes just went whoa yeah and the uh, there's another one called cease and desist which is apparently like also old Rasputin but they called it Rasputin, and then there was a lawsuit. So it was a cease and desist uh-huh. lawsuit. So now they're just cease and desist. Which like I it's was the a same beer, but to, it's just called something. To redirect the, uh, be like, fine, you're going to send us a cease and desist letter. We will now call ourselves cease and desist and make fun of you on our label. <laughs> so what do you think, Jason? Because you haven't had it before. Um, I actually think it's really good. I'm not normally a Saison person, but I actually quite like this one. I don't know why. Maybe it's just that I'm sort of moving more towards that direction of liking saisons. Or you spent hours possibly. and hours outside in the sun today. That's true, and it's refreshing. Ooh. But I've spent most of the time sitting here thinking about a possible fourth uh, uh, combo? combo. And I'm, uh, uh, I think I'll surprise you guys with it when we're, when we're done with one the One of us ones. likes to be surprised. But we are at our, we are at our we're time. We're at two minutes. It is. There. All this right. One. So let's so try. Next up, we've got... The big red steam engine here. Lime and chili peppers. Lime and chili pepper this in my crazy. my red French press. Mixed with Ooh, the... now when you push that one down, definitely some bubbly head. That happened on the last one as well. Did it? Yeah, I think it that's kind of like the release of the carbonation. Which is right. why it's more Which flat. Which is why it loses right. it. Because you not only lose it when you pour it, and then you, you pour it into the French press, and then you press it. And then you pour it into a glass, so you're losing yeah. a lot in there. So you lose, yeah, you lose carbonation at three points here. You lose it when you toss in the ingredients, when you push down the plunger for the French press, and when you pour it into the glass. Yeah, like there's hardly any head coming up on this at all. Uh, but again, we're not doing this for... <laughs> what? I smell lime. Oh, I yeah, the lime. Chili well, so the lime we did was not necessarily wedges of lime. It was the actual juice yeah, we, plus some lime. I juiced one lime. Um, so it's the juice of one lime and one sliver of lime, like if you were garnishing your margarita. Can you tell where my brain is tonight? 
I'm going to say on margaritas. Oh, I can smell the spice actually on it. Yeah, you get the little kick. It's not a, you, you don't get in the back of your throat like you would with a normal spice. So, you know, chicken. I'm excited about this because we still have a little bit left. So I think the longer that those chili peppers sit in there. Do you want to actually toss some more in there? Because I've done this and it's not super spicy. I do sort of let's want to add yeah, some throw the rest in there. Well, the rest? The rest? Well, let's Woo! do it. How many are let's there? Let's go crazy Is this going to put hair on my chest? You have Here, to break them, though. I'll break them up. Okay. They are whole peppers. So you guys talk. I'll get crunchy. For those of you at home, if you don't have <laughs> nine-and-a-half-year-old chili peppers in your pantry... Get some fresh ones and try again. Um, these are the whole version of the pepper that, you know, when you're at the pizza joint and they have the red pepper flakes? Yes. This is the, the whole outer pepper. So they as we dry. break them... The, the seeds are coming out, and that's why that's what... Okay, okay that's I enough. I'm so nervous. Oh, no, right, we're going cool. crazy I don't like this. spice the way you guys like spice. Should we yeah, put a little of this, this in there? No. no. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, all right. Get out of here. <laughs> so do you get anything? Any uh, fun flavor? You get the lime, of course. But in some ways, this is just like a Corona. I mean, in that way. When you add lime Ouch. to a Corona. Not the you flavor. this beautiful, beautiful not beer? Not the flavor. Okay. Before you get all hissy. Whoa. Not the flavor. It's just that uh, tasting lime and beer is not something new. No, it's not. Um, I dare say I find it less satisfying than the original. I don't. Yeah, I would agree with that right I, now. Because it's a very excellent saison on its own. It's a complex beer with a lot of flavor, and now that I put the you know in your face ness of the citrus, um, that's what I get more, and I. The I body think it kind of, of saison. highlights some of the natural citrus in there, and I do like I do like the heat citrus combination because I think that's actually good. I do wish the heat came out a little bit more. Oh, it will! Look at that; it's like well, turning red in there. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how this little one comes. It's kind of neat that we're all drinking something like three different versions of the beer, though. Of the same beer, the yeah. The original, the you know, mold for or steeped rather for the amount of time that they say, and then the way over steeped. Then we've got the extreme version. Yeah. So, Jason, I believe that your surprise one is going to come from this one here, which I won't talk about. Yep, it is. Which, if that's the case, perhaps we should pause and put another one of these in the freezer, since there's not a lot that's a good idea. of quantity there. Okay. So, if you'll excuse us. Pausing time. And we're back. Cool. Uh, so yes, we have uh, our beers all lined up and accounted for. We probably should have washed one of the things when we were paused. <laughs> uh, we don't think that far ahead. Also, we've been drinking. Leave us alone. Cut us some slack. May I take this moment to let all of our listeners know that officially, as of about a week ago, I am the beer writer for Chesco Business Today, mm -hmm. which is Chester County for anyone who is perhaps not from the greater Philadelphia area. You might not know what Chesco is. But we have victory here, two and soon to be three, because they're building one in Kennett Square. And we have Sly Fox here, and we've got a lot of smaller brew pubs and such. And the man who runs it, I met him at a Chamber of Commerce event, and he said, oh my goodness, you know beer? I know nothing about beer, <laughs> and I don't like beer, and they keep making me go to these beer events. So could you... You poor thing. Right. Yeah. So I'm very excited to announce that on the 2nd of August, Jason and myself, as well as some of our friends, will be finally touring the Parksburg Victory, as well as doing all of their... Uh, I'm a little bummed I won't be there. I believe you're only a little bummed. You're going to be having a lovely time. Whatever. You're going to be sweating a lot. 
Yep. Which doesn't sound like a lovely time to eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna get this last one out. We are. All right. I think. And that is a lot of chili peppers. That is a lot of chili peppers. It looks like a half an inch of chili peppers. Just, All yeah. broken up. It's really gonna be less than a shot for each person, isn't it? About a shot, maybe. So I will say I do get some chili pepper on the first beer. I do now. Again. Yeah. For some reason, the the maybe the oils needed together. to like sit or something. That could be. It could be an oil situation. Uh, or if it that's could... the case, then this one's going to be Oof. super I, I oily. Want the smallest Ooh, boy. One. I want the smallest one. Yeah. I think this might be a little overload. Holy cow! But I'm looking for. I love to. that no one has water on hand in case. Water doesn't help spice. Oh boy! Uh, you remember, uh, what was the drink? Uh, was it the tequila that you used to do? Yeah, the, I do remember that drink. That's what this the tastes jalapeno like. Jalapeno tequila gimlet. Yeah, I love it. Well, I should make that similar, for uh, for fair people. Similar flavor like profile, I think, to to that drink. You get the kick for sure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. The beer mistress looks like she just got punched in the face oh. and or stomach. So it's definitely a different kind of heat. It's not, I wouldn't say overwhelming. It's not overwhelming. She's a little it's not. It was just dramatic. shocking after the first one. It's not, it is not, like, I can still talk, though. This is... I'm going to add this to the rest of my original. That's a good idea. I feel like that's more of the flavor can that I, I wanted. do that? Sure. I don't care. Do well, but everything else I you're tried a, to You're do. a grown-ass woman. That's <laughs> 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 debatable. Well, according right. to the state. <laughs> All right. I'll accept that. Uh, I did like that. I like that more. I do think... I would say a three-minute steep is maybe a little under par. Or if we well, had we just put in that crazy amount of... Well, and we, yeah. Uh, I, but I know like with like mixed. coffees and teas, it's almost always four to six minutes is how long you want to steep stuff. So For the record, this parts of my finger are on fire. <laughs> okay, Katniss. Grill <laughs> 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 on fire. Oh, I get it. Yeah. So I poured, the, uh, I poured it in too. And I like that you get a little bit more of that heat in the back of your, back of your mouth. Yeah. Oh, that's satisfying. Because the first one was kind of overwhelmingly <laughs> limey. Right, yeah. but you and get both now. the second one now. was much more spice. Yeah. Uh, but this, I think, kind of combined the two. I have a little I bit of I feel like a... my idea wasn't awful once we did it right. It just took three tries. Well, that's okay. I have a little bit of that burn feeling in my stomach right now. Yeah, that, when I, that first face I made. I have when Tell I Tell me how you feel tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jalapeno tequila stuff. That first face I made was me feeling that burn go from my mouth all the way down into my stomach. Not mouth. Yes. Usually the next stop after your mouth. Well, it usually was burning all along the way. You're really bad at swallowing it. <laughs> this is one of those things you don't want to have go down the wrong pipe because it's yeah, going to burn like crazy if it gets into your lungs. Yeah. I'm fond of this. I would drink this again. I, I would, would tweak too. it a little bit, I think. Uh, would I would want to use jalapenos instead of red peppers. I like sure not habaneros? I'm sure not habaneros. <laughs> um, I do like the spice that jalapenos give off. I think it's very predictable. Yeah. Not overpowering. And, and flavorful as well. Like it's actually, it's not just like, oh, this is hot. Um, and this has flavor as well, but it's... I don't know. There's something about jalapeno, which is like it, that's why they make jalapeno poppers, is because it's not just a hot. You can pepper, actually eat it's one. Something and else. It's, now let me ask you guys this, since I know I'm, I am the admitted saison lover in the room. Would you still do this combo with saison, or would you pick something else? I wouldn't go as light-bodied as a hefeweizen or something, but you might. I would. 
you might do well with your pale ale. I think on it would this. go well with a pale ale. I think I think it goes very well with a saison, but that's or not the only option. Or a single IPA. So you had a little hop balance. Too. Now, would you pick like a a Citra hop IPA? I always would. <laughs> Let's I mean, be real. Yeah, but you wouldn't do like a Simcoe hop with it. So I was at the station tap room the other night, and they are very well-informed servers. They're not necessarily Cicerones, but they're people who are back there pouring beer they know the stuff. and they know what they're doing. And one of the beers on was a Founders Triple IPA and it was something crazy like 11 and a half or 12%. And I knew that if I ordered that, that would be like my only beer. So I asked the server, I said, can you, do you happen to know? Uh, no, I don't. But now it's a stout. I said, do you happen to, to know what the hops are in that beer? Because to... to I'm not going to waste it on a, on a Simcoe. Uh, she said, you know what? I don't know off the top of my head because we just put the keg on, but can you give me a minute? I said, absolutely. And it was not even a minute. It was maybe 30 I'll seconds. I'll wait for that information. She comes back and she... And it was like getting very loud and crazy. It was just after happy hour. And she sort of over her shoulder yells... Amarillo and Simcoe. And I said, thank you so much. <laughs> like, I was so I won't relieved. be having that. Yeah, exactly. I was like, in that case, I will have something else. But just great information that before I spend $8 on a triple beer, you look very happy. I bet this would go great in that blood orange Hefeweizen. Oh, we have some of that. I know. Okay. My lips burn. <laughs> You've been very quiet. Well, fortunately, like... next up, we're going to do a stout. We're actually going to do two different stouts. Yep. Would you like to go with yours, or do you want to have a little buffer between? No, let's do let's do the uh, ten fifty. Okay, we'll do that. Ten fifty. You're with gonna the, have to uh, check that one out, Mister Coffee Guy, because there's lots of pieces on the inside. Jason has like a rocket scientist French press. Cool. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, it's not that complicated. Probably everything goes in the basket. No. No, it goes in. No, it just in goes right basket. in the bottom. Oh. Yeah, it just goes like a normal one. It's just double walled. So Double walled filter. No, I just really didn't know what the second basket was for. You could probably do a it's secondary It's just to get rid steep. of the small. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's, so the first one just gets the bigger chunks, and the second one gets the super fine chunks. That's all it's meant to be. Going but like now. a tea bag, you could probably put like a different flavor inside in if one you of them. Although that usually stays up until, the, until you press it, so it wouldn't make a big difference. <clears throat> We're overthinking Anyhow. it. Anyhow. So this is the 1050 what? Uh, this is the 1050 Oscar Blues, okay. <laughs> which I think we'll be adding uh, chocolate and fruit. Uh, blueberries. Blueberries. Fresh, local mm -hmm. blueberries. Macerated. Again, we, macerated. Wanted, we wanted to do raspberries, but they weren't in season, so we'll try the blueberries and see how that does. And it's uh, mid-July, so strawberries are long, feels long weird gone. just pouring beer on top of that. On top of what? On top of the filter in the bottom there. Oh, there's not supposed to be a filter. That's on what the we bottom. were saying. That's why I was well, so confused. Well, I'm very confused. Oh. oh, it's wet. I told you it's Water. a rocket scientist <laughs> piece of machinery right here. Yeah, just push it, push it together. Hold on. I will push I will that together fix. in a moment. I will pour beer. Jason, you may fix. My, I, I have a very pleasant, chilly glow to my mouth right now, but not. It's not overwhelming. Uh, do we need tasters of the Oscar Blues? I don't know that Jason knows it as well as we do. Fair yeah, enough. I would agree. Then I think we should. I think Ian it's not a bad I idea regardless. Serve it a lot. Um, why don't you add the ingredients and I'll pour tasters. Okay. We're going to go with all the chocolate, right? Because we're not heathens. Uh, yeah, and I think we should probably go with a lot of blueberries because I feel like they won't come through as much, especially as this is a fairly dark, overwhelming beer. 
So online, as much as we tried to look up ideas and tips, like until we read some other people's articles, we were definitely talking about steeping for an hour or something because we thought it would take a long time to get the flavor Which I in honestly there. don't know why I thought that, um, knowing what I know about coffee and whatnot. So yeah, it really doesn't take that long. I would say between three and 10 minutes, depending on your own personal preferences. That's gonna sound not pleasant at all <laughs> as I flop the blueberries mm, into yeah, the Yeah, blueberry splash. <laughs> Just don't get it on myself. I don't love blueberries, but I think I could mm, love me neither, depending on uh, I only like blueberries when, well, I mostly like blueberries when they're still a little tart. Uh, my old neighbor used to have a blueberry mint bush. Yet. Oh, I love mint. Do you want to put mint in there? Oh, don't worry. Oh, all oh. right. Well, all if right. Jason we'll says I shall not be disappointed, then I will have faith. So we're going to let that steep. We're going to talk to you real quick about... 1050. Or Which? you guys could talk about your awesome experience down south. Or, oh. or down the road. Oh, yes. No, let's well, do that, that one. Okay. Um, can I, I can have my 1050 that, that well. is hidden oh, behind God, the big... Here, take this one. Thank Stop you. complaining. It's so good. We did do this once. It was episode twenty, Schmerschmer. I don't I mean it was a long time ago. That's pretty darn good. Have hey, you thanks. you've had it before or no? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've had it before. Definitely one of my favorite uh, imperial stouts. Probably my favorite beer in a can. Uh, yeah. I mean, heady topper notwithstanding. Wow. True. This tastes like a chocolate stout to me. It's rich. It's rich. I would say it's more... Engine I mean, oil? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, it doesn't taste like That's engine a, oil. That's it doesn't. Sure. It's just a texture issue. So, Friday afternoon, it's about time for me to leave. And my office is converting to a cloud. So, we had the IT guy in the office getting everyone's computer set up and ready to go. And... I was out running errands and I get back and he sent me my passwords and my links so I can access all of my stuff on the cloud and I'm thinking, okay, well, it's Friday afternoon. Like, do I really need to do this now or what's going on? So he's hovering. Now, my office, they call the fishbowl because everyone else has, say, windows or access to the outside and my office is in an interior and it has just glass that watches people walk by. So when they walk by, they're always looking at me, hence the fishbowl. Like, uh, hey guys. So, so you're he, basically a conference room. <laughs> yeah, sure, we'll <laughs> go with that. I work in a conference room. It would just be the world's smallest conference room. So he walks by three or four times and will just say one or two words every time he walks by. Did you get my email? Cool. Questions? Okay. And I'm thinking, oh, all right, this is getting awkward. Like, am Come I supposed? Come on, guy, what are you doing? Am I supposed to engage him in conversation? I don't even know his name. He set up email on my phone once weeks ago. That's, that's all I know. And I'm not trying to be rude. I just... Well, that ended poorly, didn't it? Eventually. I, I mean, eventually it worked. It just took... It synced so that every time I received a text message, it sent me an email at work. Now, if that was not hell on earth because of how many text messages I get a minute, I don't mm -hmm. know. Finally, he just... You have 1,030 new emails. <laughs> yes. hey, what? Yeah, it, more or less, that was... In about 20 minutes, I realized this has to stop. So eventually, he sort of comes and stands awkwardly in my doorway and puts his hands in his pockets and shrugs his shoulders. And I'm thinking, all right, here it comes. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do, but here it comes. And he very timidly says, have any new beer lately? 
And I said, oh, yeah, actually. And I started talking about our trip to Adroit. And I'm trying to think, oh, because I had just gone to Station Tap Room. So I was talking about the white monkey that I had from Victory, which was their golden monkey aged in white wine barrels. And it was so satisfying. And that's it. Like, he just lit up and became this very eloquent <laughs> and passionate individual. And we talked for like 35 minutes. And finally, I looked at my watch and it was time to go. And it was... No disrespect, great, sir. Great end of day. But it's Friday afternoon. I could talk about beer forever. Like, I have a happy hour to attend. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to press this next one? Do we want to press this next one? I think we want to press this next one. Oh, Ian. Wow, well, you really want to let it let's, sit. Let's talk. Well, I want the chocolate to get in there because it's not. It's just chocolate. Well, know. do you want to take a spoon and like stir it around or something? No, no then we'll oh. kill carbonation. All right, touche. We'll kill carbonation, but I also poured the beer on top of it. That's why we had two, or why I liked having two. Okay. Um, so let's talk about last night, because that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> that you, was a first. We tried to do this podcast last night, but we had other uh, events to attend, and we decided that we wanted to be fresh for this instead of like real tired and, you know, out of it. So. <clears throat> and rednecked out, you mean? Or... I didn't find it particularly rednecky. I, I found it actually it, pretty cool. It was kind of just a geek thing in the end. I yeah, mean, geek with geeky. big machines, but it's a geek thing. Ian owes me some dill after last night. Yeah. I'll get so what did dill. we do last night? Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> because you one. canceled it out. So we attended a, what, steam engine party. Yes, we at did. At our neighbor's place. Uh, his daughter is a, an engineer. And uh, so we got to go see really old <laughs> antique steam engines. Like 1901. Like 1901. 1913? 24. 1924 was the other one. You go. Um, I guess that was the end of the era, he was saying. Yeah. And We do live close to Strasburg, for folks who don't know their Strasburg geography. Railroad. For Strasburg Railroad history and all of that. So... I'm going to say it's maybe more normal that we are nearby or have access to antique steam engine. I mean, no, it's really not normal no, at all. No, that's not normal at all. No. <laughs> okay. That's cool, though. But, I mean, it was, it was kind of it was an interesting event. So we uh, heard... There was a lot of people there. Yeah. A lot of cars. Good grief. There must Very have been, loud. like, 50 cars parked out there, I'd say. Very loud horns blowing. Because they, they like, it's all loud. steam. It's all steam-powered and all that, horns. And they got creative with their... Uh, Horn honking. It was. <laughs> Some very weird sounds coming out of them every once in a while. Yeah. But the big finale of the show, and once it got dark, they throw in this mixture, which they don't tell you what it is because apparently it's a trade secret what mixture they use. Some proprietary mixture yeah. of And they throw it flammables. into the furnace because this whole thing is steam based. So yeah. it's all, it's running off of, you know, actual logs in a, in a engine. And uh, they throw this mixture in and it shoots sparks how, how high up in the Huge. air? I, I was thinking about that last night, and I would say it was at least 60 feet in the air. At least. But sparks are not good enough of a descriptor for what that it was created. like a vortex of flammable fairies. It was fairies! That's all I could <laughs> look at when I saw it. Yeah, it was really cool. And I just, I remember thinking if I were watching this on a TV. On YouTube. And it was something that was like CG, I would say. CGI? Yes. I would say this must have taken forever in order to animate because it was each yeah. individual strand of light had its own path from the moment it came out of the top of the steam engine. Though they all did vortex around that middle part. Right. That's one of the things that made it so cool. But 
And Jason later said he wishes he had his camera because they would have been some glorious photos. Yeah, take some long exposures of that. That would have been really cool. It started to rain on us toward the end, so that, that helped us decide when it was time to go <laughs> home. Uh, but I do need to say when we arrived, we took a mixed six-pack of beer because the... That's what you do. Of course. When you're invited to a party, folks, in and case you were wondering. We I talked about it before. did have that moment where I said, you know what? I think I'm going to take a bottle opener because this might not be the crowd that would have bottle openers. And as I opened the cooler... Not that they don't have them. Well, but at so a they party. might not have one ready to go. Correct. That's everyone has a bottle opener. Okay. <laughs> so somehow that completely derailed me, but okay. Um, but as I opened the cooler to put my beer in, someone grabbed this little. It looks like a a chug or chub or whatever those things are that are all juice. That's not juice. It's just sugar water. And I don't know what you're talking about. I, I know juicy you, juice. No, they were like the hugs or whatever they were called. You would stick the straw down in. Do you guys not know what I'm talking about? Capri Sun. Capri Sun, I know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Relevant point of reference. I'm going I don't to think it was the correct I'm, one. All right, let's start at a Capri Sun. Let's move back about 10 or 12 years to when it was just plastic and looked like a little barrel. And they only come in colors that don't occur in nature, like purple and blue. Purple occurs in nature. But not as food, necessarily, other than it. Plum. Great. My is it Coolitz? Plum juice. I'm totally going to Google this are when also we're blue. done. In case you were wondering. Not Kool Aid. What were they called? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so someone reached in the grown up cooler and pulls out what looks like one of these, but with a screw top. And he goes, What are these? And as he turns around to look at the hostess, she goes, I don't know. Someone brought them. And it looks like someone brought a case of them. And as I look at the label, I see that it says Mickey's. And he goes, this is fantastic, and screws the top off and starts drinking it. And I'm thinking, oh, dear Lord, there's Mickey's happening. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Oh, Mickey. <laughs> I will go ahead and say that this pairing does not work. It doesn't even smell good, if I it can is. be honest. No, well, there's no extra flavor to it, really. Blueberries are not strong. It needed to be raspberries. Blueberries or are strong in this one. Maybe strawberry. But no, uh, my blueberry nightmare. No. No. But nothing ever could be. I want to drink that beer forever. <laughs> I think peppers would have been good in here, actually. Well, yeah, that's what's happening next. Oh. I'm okay with that. Yeah. No, I'm going to say it's still a satisfying beer, but it's not. No. It didn't work. And I think it's our fault it's for It's not picking... that it didn't work. Uh, I mean, it, it's the, the, I mean, it's just the flavors aren't strong enough. The blueberry cannot hold up. And it's not like I stood here with some fresh chocolate and shaved it in there, you know? Actually, the blueberries probably would have been really nice in Hefeweizen. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Because they are a more subtle flavor, as we even mentioned before we even got started. uh, Or as we got started. Yeah. They didn't quite work out, but that's okay. And this is also... We tried something. Just like we do IPAs that are always a little over the top, I know that we also like our stouts a little over the top. Yeah, this is not like a standard... If we had done it in Guinness, it might have picked up a little. Or in, you know, some weak order. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, oh, deep, that's McCafferty. one of the ones I wanted to talk about, actually. So one of the things I was thinking of, for some reason, the term cinnamon porter came to mind. And I thought that sounded absolutely... Like a vanilla cinnamon. Yes, that sounds great as well. Like as a autumn beverage? What's the um, Breckenridge? Don't they do a vanilla porter? Yeah, it was really disappointing. It was, but what if we added some cinnamon and like ground a little vanilla in there too? I have 
Ugandan vanilla pods. Okay, I thought you were gonna say Ugandan vanilla beer, and I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, good, thanks. I mean, like, wow. Appreciate yeah, think, the effort, but no. How do you stay out of the line of fire whenever there's anything potentially disappointing? I on have the a phenomenal deflector. That's just true of like real life as well as scary events. But yes, so I was thinking this. So I went to look it up online to see if there are any other things. There are a few bre uh, breweries who have experimented with cinnamon porters. So apparently it is a thing. Have I don't know why porter is what popped ahead. What's the one? Popped in my head. <laughs> what's yeah, it? I'm going to call you out on that. <laughs> I would have called let myself. that slide. You were like, don't say anything. I was like, no. No, I was pointing because somebody had to. <laughs> it had to happen. Um, what about like a cinnamon chili pepper porter? What? Hey. Rain it in. That'd be so good. Because then you get the sweet cinnamon, which isn't really sweet. This but it's is how like we dry. menu plan. For anyone who wants to know how the magic happens, we just riff. We get, we just get drunk riff. and riff. We rick track. <laughs> <laughs> what is the 21st Amendment with um, Teddy Roosevelt on the side of it? The fireside chat? Fireside chat. Wow. Have you I'm had on that fire one? Fire right now. Yeah. That? yeah. You guys actually did that one by yourself in front of the fire. No, we didn't. No? No. Did we do it the one after then while no. we actually talked about it? You and me and Max did fireside chat. Hmm. That's we weird. need to have another fire. We haven't done that Why did you guys not talk about that one when you did it? Because it was... Uh, <sighs> Whatever. It's weird. We're still Anyhow, letting some of this on. mole, right? Oh, yeah. There's still a little bit. In, I think there's a little bit in there. We might just get it's one hard that to tell we take a little sip out of. Yeah, that's yeah the super fancy double wall strainer thing is uh, stainless, so there's no... You can't see inside. I wouldn't even use it to make coffee this morning because I didn't know when the coffee should stop and when I should pour in my water. I don't know what that means. So I've been making a lot of French press, and as some of you might know, I like to serve coffee for my professional life sometimes. Uh, suffice it to say, I have no actual idea how to make coffee. <laughs> uh, which sounds silly. But I can make coffee for 100. I just can't make one for myself. So I thought it was a little silly when I lined up our three French presses that yours is by far the smallest. Like, <laughs> Come on now. Jason has the big gulp size. I have like the couple size. And you've got like the, I'm going to just... Drink this on the run. So I've I don't making... know. There's, I've seen a smaller one that is about the size. There's one about half the size of this. Yes, and it's funny. Well, and I got this one, and I particularly or specifically bought it this size because I figured if I'm ever going to use a French press, it's really just going to be for me or like maybe. Because we've people. done it at dinner parties, and I just sit there and I have to keep cranking coffee through well, it because on it you. only serves. I meant dinner parties at your house. I know. <laughs> that's on you for offering coffee, but more importantly. The first like week that I used this, which I've owned it for probably four or five months now and never used it until about two weeks ago. Uh, but the first week I was like carefully measuring out spoonfuls. And no. Then, no. You just and then I was just like, no, I'm just dumbing coffee. <laughs> I actually, I did it like two days. I was like, okay, one teaspoon, two teaspoon, or a tablespoon, you know. I was like, Worst then, comes to worst. And then I just poured it and I was like, I don't even know how many cups I'm pouring in here. Nope. So why am I measuring? So now I just like pour it until it looks like a decent amount of coffee and then pour hot water on top. Worst comes to worst, it's a little strong or a little chunky. But and I'll tell you what, so far I've been pretty pleased with my coffee in the morning. Except for today when I didn't have coffee until noon. What? I was displeased I, with that. Can I be honest and say something blasphemous? Yes. I've done the French press uh, a lot recently and I've gone to Starbucks a decent amount. I like the French press better than Starbucks. Well, that's because French press is like hands down, except for the clover, the best way to brew coffee. Well, also, and Jason does iced coffee. I usually do iced coffee when I get it from Starbucks. And recently, no matter which one that I go to, it's been very disappointing recently. 
uh, around where I, you know, go to work. Might I offer you a coupon for your <laughs> bad experience? No. I will bring you one next time. No. I, I don't like using those because they look at me like, because the thing is, we're sorry that you had a bad experience. He's a, here's a free coupon. And they're like, okay, yeah, can, I'll take can it. Can I flail wildly in the side and say, I love those coupons. I'll have some, please. You're not um, but no, it's just, it's more, it doesn't matter where I take it. It always tastes bland recently. So when I make it on my own. Maybe that's because you've been making it on your own and have a better experience of what coffee should No, because be. when I go and I get it from you, it's good. Can we well, have a moment? I'm awesome. Can we have a moment where we look at him and we realize that our boy is all grown up? I know. It's really cute. Because I remember when I first met you, you would only drink Dunkin' Donuts coffee. And it's I, so and bad decaffeinated now. Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Yeah, right? That's not even man pants worthy. <laughs> wow. All right. So next, let's go well, over the next talking, thing. But you doing. want this in there, right? I do. Okay. Cool. So anyway, so that's, that's what I wanted to say. And it's also nice that you can get the pound of coffee and you can make uh, a whole bunch of cups of that as opposed to having to wait for, you know, go there every single morning and get it. Do you need know. coffee? Seems less expensive. How are you doing on your coffee supplies there? I need less dark roast is what I need, to be what? honest with you. Because I have Sumatra. We have a couple Sumatra in there. So you want like, say when, by the by. Yeah, that's probably good. We yeah. don't need too much. I don't want we it do, to overpower. It's going to be a dark beer, though. It's going to have a different that's body true. than the last yeah. one. It's going to be a much more, and it already has some I would go go till you're comfortable with it. I'm good with yeah. experimenting with this. Uh, so the next one we're going to do, I'm just going to I'm just roll right into it. up to you. I know. I'm just saying you got the guy with likes the spiciest in charge of the spicy level. Good. We probably don't need more than that. Cool. So I'll we're going to do the Southern Tier Chocolate Stout, which is one of my favorite uh, uh, stouts, with uh, the uh, uh, red pepper and mint. Nice. And so I'd, like to actually, I'd like to actually use the mortar and pestle on the mint. So I've killed is the shit okay out of this basil. blueberry in there? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you I don't think that's going to overpower that. I think you might even save it. I mean, that's a joke. <laughs> but there is a root system there. You could potentially save, save some of it. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great. Why am I so bad with living things, guys? I like that you buy this basil like every time we do an event, too. It's always like this like stalk of basil that could easily be planted, and we almost never use it. Usually it's dead by the time it arrives in an event. Well, yeah. I don't know why you kill things like that. <laughs> the police are probably looking for the, you. The new rule is I can't even... I used to buy our herbs a day or two in advance. Can't do it. No. I will kill the herbs by the time they get to the event. Oh, anyway. So I'm excited. I'm kind of excited about this one because it seems like a really good idea. So it'll so be we're doing chocolate, a chocolate mint. chili, and mint. Yes. That's awesome. Does that not sound amazing? I must say that, he, that not sound he just took all of the mint leaves off of the stock and it smells fantastic. Yeah, I slapped them too a little bit. So tell that story, please. Oh, yeah, that's that story, a good point. You know it better. So Ian stood me up on Friday night. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Wow. You can't start it off like that. Well, you said I tell it better. I didn't stand you up. I didn't say you tell it better. I said you have to tell it because it's your story. Can we rewind on the tape on that one, please? Nope. nope. Keep all right. Going. <laughs> so... I got kidnapped <laughs> by the aforementioned Ryan Hayes and a, a team of crazy sword fighters. We were supposed to go to our probably favorite, one of our three favorite downtown Lancaster restaurants on Friday night because I smell worked. That. I can't believe there's three. Well, there's that. There's hunger and thirst, which I happen to very much enjoy. And uh, oh my god, 
<laughs> Sorry, I just took a whiff. Is this the mortar part or the pestle part? That's the. Oh, <laughs> nobody knows. Really? I th oh, okay. I thought it was the mortar. Okay, the part that you act so this is going to be bad because everybody's going to be screaming. Yeah. The the actual thing that you hold and crush. It's so dirty the though. Bowl. The gesturing right now is so dirty. Yeah, it is, but it smells on. so good. And to anyone good. who's ever read Wizard's First Rule, it's just never going to be the same either. Yeah. Will right. you smell that and say you're not in heaven? Oh, that's glorious. <laughs> wow. I wonder oh. why mint smells so good to us. It sure does. It's awesome. I don't need a taste of uh, the uh, chocolates down on its own. I well, but uh, you know what? It wouldn't what hurt like. because this is definitely aged. This is at least a year old. So it might taste a little different than you remember it. Okay. Whoops. Okay. <laughs> Ian wins that round. Never mind. It's all in the French press. Poor listening <laughs> skills. So I made a reservation for poor downtown Lancaster. Oh, At a time Lancaster. that gave him plenty of time <laughs> to shower up after a day of being outside in the sunshine. Even if traffic is really bad, plenty of time for him to get there. And um, I was running maybe five. It ended up being exactly eight minutes late till I parked my car and got there. So good on you. You made the reservation-ish. And he said, also, I'm not going to make it. I'll let you know when I'm heading over. And I was like, well, how long are you going to be exactly? Should I call and change it? And he goes, I mean, not more than an hour. And I remember thinking. Which is true almost to the minute. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is, to me, that means at least an hour and 15 minutes because you always pretend you're going to get somewhere faster than you do. And I mean, that's a natural. Well, that's because Everybody I drive fast. So, like, if there were no traffic, I would definitely get there faster. But then life happens and buggies happen and all that. Buggies <laughs> happen, man. Buggies. Buggies and that one person on the one lane highway that's just like, I'm going to go the speed limit. And they're like, I'm going to murder you with a crossbow. Because that's a thing that happens. So for, watch out. For the record, Ian is now fully at the rage part of his yes. emotional triangle. Yes, about as angry as I get, guys. I'm going to murder you with a crossbow. Said with a smile. Which uh, is probably more terrifying. I was... I was only mostly disappointed because I thought we <laughs> Thanks, were... Thanks, Joffrey. <laughs> yeah, right? I thought we were going to have grown-up conversations, so I didn't bring something to read, and I always have something to read. Oh. And I hate being You should always bring something to read. That girl at the thing. Is that what being your friend means? It means always having reading material? No, that's just like a life lesson. If you're ever going anywhere, always have a book. Because, like, worst-case scenario, you don't need it. Best-case scenario, you get to read a book. And if you don't read, then that's on you, and you should probably read more. It should have been reversed. Luckily, best case scenario, you don't need to read it. Worst case scenario, you do. No matter no. what, have worst a book. case scenario. Well, okay, yeah, you're right. Moving forward, I sat at the bar, and thankfully, the bartender Lee was charming and intelligent and great conversation as I awaited Ian's arrival for but an hour. Also, recently passed the second level Cicerone test, so we had plenty to talk about. But I said quite easily, now, of course I had a reservation, and when I arrived, I said, Hi, I'm sorry, I'm eight minutes late, and I have a reservation. And the man goes, You're Shannon. <laughs> Did you say I'm eight minutes late? I said, I'm a few minutes late. Right. And I said, I sure am. Are there seats at the bar? And you just see him like roll his eyes because I put in the reservation that I would like to sit at the bar. But it's hard to reserve seats at the bar. True. And the whole outside of this place is swarming with people. 
And I open the door and it like he walks me to the bar. There is not another human being inside this Pick restaurant. A seat. <laughs> exactly. And then I get the email right after it that says, Poor has cancelled your reservation. What? After eight minutes? But I'm already there. No, like after I arrived and said I want the bar, they were like, psh, not a real thing. And totally cancelled my reservation. Like I got the email that said they cancelled it, say twenty minutes after my eight minute late arrival. That is devious of them. Does that mean I, I would imagine? Because you, were you on a open table? Of course. So uh, you probably didn't get points for that. Because they probably pay for points. It did say that I did not get any points. points. I, I got to imagine there's some sort of payment system that, in, that happens with open table and the restaurants. Yeah, because you make the reservation you pay through. Or no, you don't pay. Oh, you don't no, pay at all. It's pay free to use. It's free to use. Yeah, they've got to be making money somewhere. So they canceled your reservation so that they didn't have to pay open table. That could be. Maybe we're talking about all this on air, folks. <laughs> That's right. We're calling them out. I think we're ready for the next one. I think that has uh, steeped long enough. enough. Yeah. Well, in the baby this tomato, is, I mean, this is um, Southern Tier chocolate. I think, as we mentioned, so already the a pepper strong should flavor. be stronger the than pepper, the mint the pepper here. Is strong in this one, but, but like the, the chocolate by itself is already pretty potent. So the cool thing with this is mint sort of sits in the middle of your mouth where pepper tends to sit in the back of your mouth so this could be very like complex oh so inappropriate I well missed, and the I, chocolate I of it. the chocolate stout is definitely a dark chocolate you're dripping something i'm just hoping, I'm hoping it's, it's just water that's what i'm hoping too <laughs> since it's my house in the middle of Ooh, it my smells house. awesome do you smell everything no. I smell. <laughs> oh, so there's a quote wall at the fair where I'm working right now. Sure is. And we had a wonderful uh, drunken moment the other evening where there was a oh, whole table of us sitting around. Oh, my God. Jason and just... this one lovely girl turns and just goes, I smell everything. Is this what dogs feel like? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was just tickled by that. And so, of course, we wrote it down and we were just like, yeah, you're going on a wall, girl. <laughs> I thought that within the first two weeks of having a dog is suddenly I was like, wait a minute. There's apparently this whole Ooh, realm of the world I'm not understanding. That smells wonderful. Very Jason. minty. Not a so lot of spice on the on The, the only reason. Oh, don't worry. The spice comes through That's when you actually wonderful. drink it. That's wonderful. Jason, I have not seen That's you this happy about a That's the only reason I interrupted uh, as you, as no, you were telling the story because I took better. a sip. Holy cow. So the, the spice comes through at the end. You get a little bit of mint. It's not super strong, but you get that little bit of that mint. Oh, no, that is that is about perfect. Yeah. So breathe in through your nose as you're taking a big sip. Start as breathing you're taking through a your sip. nose. All right. And then take this a is sip. like the black and blue, where if you tip, you, as you do it, you do it with the tip of your tongue, and it yep. tastes really good. But just like start breathing in through your nose and then take that sip. I, I appreciate like you that we had Holy one cow. kind of epic Oh, wow, fail. the whole way through, too. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. That's how I always drink red wines. It's like it's an inhalation into the sip, which I think really brings out a lot of flavor. I think this one was impromptu, but I would call this one definitely far and away my favorite of the evening. Definitely. Shannon As far as the nightcap disagrees. goes, this is pretty it's awesome. Exact, well, the thing is, it's just like the novelty beers. It's like the peanut butter gruesome. and jelly stouts. Yeah, it's a, so I love it. It is the fact that we just made this in the living room is yeah. freaking awesome. Um, but in terms of like beer flavor, it's just my brain has that disconnect of saying it's the most perfect. 
I don't know. I loved what we did to the Saison, and I thought the Pale well, Ale was pretty successful. Well, he's not saying that those were bad. He's right. just saying that this is his personal favorite. This is, his a. A. This this is, is my A. a. Um, so, again, this was the Southern Tier Chocolate Stout Mint and uh, Red Pepper. Now, I would say in this red case, I'm pepper. glad it's the red chili pepper and not a jalapeno, because I think I in the dark yeah. beer that this is or the right... Or even a... Um, what's the other... Um, it's longer but rounder and red. Not a banana pepper, then. That's no. what I was going to say until he said red. Maybe it's a chili pepper that's just not dried. That yeah, could be. I think so. Yeah, that could very well be. But maybe that a fresh awesome. one of those. Uh, that, it's just a little... Um, I don't know how to say it, but it's like but an airier spice. It's a different kind of heat. Yeah. No. This tastes kind of like a Dirty Girl Scout with pepper, with like a pepper kick to it. Yeah. Well, and I like this because actually... a stout body instead of the... Right. Like a lot of times the Dirty Girl Scout's very like creamy. Yeah. And instead of the wimpy cream, it's more like a manly stout. Man, that is awesome. So normally I find the chocolate to be like, I love it, obviously. It's Can you been look my, up the ABV on it while my, you're talking? My birthday beer, and I think it's a phenomenal stout. It's a little too chocolatey sometimes, where it's just like, oh, this is kind of overwhelming. It's 10%. Thank you. Uh, Does but not this, taste 10%. I feel, kind of cuts down on the, the overly sweet chocolate aspect of it and really brings out, it kind yeah. of mellows it, while at the same time accenting these other flavors. The other nice thing is because it's a stout, you don't expect it to be quite as bubbly. So sure. it's so all right losing that we lost a little of it because it's still satisfying yeah. as far as the stout goes. We've had plenty really that are only this effervescent to start. So that's pretty nice. It's a really good point. Good work, Jason. Yeah. I mean, well I'm done. sad about the well, basil, but I am not sad because this is delicious. We hadn't used the mint, and I thought for sure we were going to use that in at least one also, of the Also, basil and a stout would probably be weird. It would yeah. be very weird. I don't think I'd like that. But maybe, would you use maybe basil we should do it. Just to, I mean, not just right to try now, it out, but yeah. Like at another time. I I would put basil in a saison, but I, not in a stout, right? No, but about like basil and. I almost got sun-dried tomatoes, know. but I didn't know if there was. What about that? Actually. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say basil and sun-dried tomatoes in a stout. If it were not like a sweet stout, but like a nice dry, dry. stout, dry could be interesting. Yeah, you wouldn't do it have, in a milk stout. We should have like a nonsensical infusion podcast. Where the like, whole podcast the is nonsensical. Things that you can throw together. What are some things you would never think work? <laughs> Perhaps for suggestions. Try. Yeah. Yeah. If you I folks want to write in, we will do the the best, the worst of the. Can I? Can I draw like, a line? Like we didn't do any cheeses or anything like that. I was gonna Why say we will cheeses? not have Ian like macerating meat in the corner. Just now, I would do bacon because it's cooked. Ooh, bacon sprinkles. Yes. But I wouldn't like take a filet mignon that's uncooked and be like trying to put it in my beer. I I would it. get grossed out. I mean, well, it doesn't really taste like anything per until se. Until you, yeah. Here's my question: Are we already teasing the next infusion podcast? <laughs> yes, this I is would the say current infusion podcast. I would say that this is a forever. big success. We found agree. some really cool things. Um, we took, and I would say that we almost exclusively have to use beers that we've already had. Yes. Which is um, most of them. I mean, let's be honest here. That's true. Part. I have had a lot of beers in this past <laughs> year. I got so much almost. shit lately for not being an untapped. And I was like, guys, you don't understand. Just go to my webpage. Right. Like, Tomato, catch up. Oh. Just start drinking beer. Or just untap it. You don't have to do it all at once. It's not like you're not going to have those beers again. It's actually mm. a decent amount left here. So yeah. now we're going to try the fully steeped for a long We have continued the infusion. How long did we the... steep this one? I would like say... 10 minutes? Uh, Seven minutes, eight. Next time, fresher mint. 
because this Fresher is... and maybe just a tad more. I would do more. more. I would do more mint. Now, but not too much more. And I don't the... think I overdid the spice, to be honest. As no, much as I put it's in. perfect. I, I ooh, hate I'd saying that I'd say you probably your... have like 15 leaves worth of mint. 15 small yeah. leaves of mint. I would say like a full stalk instead of the half stalk. Yeah, so one good. of the things I learned from Lee, this is like reintroduction, I assure you. Thank you, sir. Is um, as I was watching Thank him you. make one of their signature cocktails, he took one single leaf of mint, and this is spearmint, and he slapped it, and then put just the I guess essence or the mint oils on the rim of a martini <laughs> glass. And I asked him about it. I was like, "Okay, did you Even actually?" Better. It's it just awesome. I would make a case for longer steeping times than we've been doing. Yeah, I agree. Well, now we know. So we did maybe the way not. that they said online, and we're going to maybe write our own article about this afterwards because we learned a lot. But so maybe, yeah, I didn't maybe love not for everyone. The pepper one when we let it steep longer. The uh, first, the first pepper, pepper one. one. This one, however, the stout body holds up for sure. But I would say most of them, we enjoyed the flavor more after a longer period of time. Yeah. So maybe, maybe infuse it, stick it in the fridge, let it sit for 10, 10 to 12 I minutes. I can name 10 breweries who make an exotic stout that would love to get their hands on this recipe. Yeah, like, I they agree. would absolutely go nuts for this. But I would guarantee you that they can't actually make this recipe. No. But, I mean, we got a Chipotle porter that's awesome, like, that has a nice kick to it. Sure, but we have... talk all the time about how there's a big difference between, like, the we're throwing in the flavor of this. You know, we're throwing right. in an essence that is that happens to taste like this as opposed to the fresh ingredients. And this is the fresh ingredients. This is that beer. This is a lot like the um, adroit theory with the, the absinthe spoon, where they say, hey, here's a Saison and here's a sugar cube. Uh, we think that this would be great, but if they brewed it that way, it would probably be awful. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And so you need to add it fresh. So it's almost like saying, here's a fresh orange to go with that beer. Go add this and it's going to be... Which phenomenal. is what they do with what? Hoa Garden or Blue Moon or whatever it is that... Uh, Blue Moon usually has the orange on the... And Blue Moon's... Just like I like Sam Summer 10 times better with a lemon. I won't drink it without a lemon because I think it's a waste of a beer. <laughs> Jason, quick, tell the absinthe story. Uh, so, yeah. So, we did go to the Adroit Theory. It was like the nice invite The uh, Level event. 3 Blackheart Society. Right catered uh, swanky we bit. did buy a book of the bad of which there are only 92 pretty darn cool for ian we bought it for ian uh well i guess ian bought it and he, uh, i don't know how that's gonna work <laughs> it was purchased it was purchased we will drink it uh it's got the cool binding for i you. mean the, the part that is really cool yeah i guess we're gonna do it as a podcast is that what we're gonna do i think he, we should he has given us permission since it's his baby you now you should have gotten two and we could have done one as a podcast and i could have kept the other but you can keep the outside. It's <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely keeping. I want to drink yeah. the double it's going IPA on my bookshelf in the middle. I might hide money in it. The citrus. It looks like the Necronomicon. That's sort of the big, uh, the draw of that. Now I know Necronomicon from Evil Dead. Is that what right. we all know it from? Well, the Necronomicon. Well, it started with Lovecraft. The HP. Yes, yes. HP Lovecraft. <laughs> No, another Lovecraft. Is there Lovecraft another Lovecraft could have been the title of a book. Oh. It started with H.P. Lovecraft. He sort of infused a lot of his works with... Oh, uh, reintroduction. It's an infusion then, podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, look at that. And then uh, I meant to do that. Sure. And uh, uh, the Necronomicon was something that he had pop up multiple times. And so people started to say, well, let's not... Why don't we just sort of create one? Because he passed away a long time ago. in what, 20s or something like that. Right uh, about the time I got those chili peppers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, 
so the uh, Necronomicon has sort of become a big thing in pop culture and all that, and so Evil Dead used that. And Evil Dead is like basis. the most B horror movie you'll ever yes. rent. And Evil Dead Two. Oh, is it a movie? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was a video game. Nope. No. Oh. It became a video game called something else. Dead What's Alive. What's the one that you couldn't use? House to... of the Dead. Maybe I don't know. There was one you couldn't play in the dark because then you'd have nightmares. Doom. What was that Doom one? Doom Three. The girl, Ashley, the whiny woman. Resident Evil Resident Four. Creepy. Back in the day, I could do it now. It's not. It's not actually that. Hey, scary. we lived <clears> in like. A sketchy second story. I used to not do well with scary things too, like scary movies and all that. My heart would start. We didn't get to the absence story though. I derailed. Okay, sorry. sorry. Yes, so absence. So we were at this party, um, or we were at this event rather, and uh, they we get a sampler. We get everything. One of them is a beer that you uh, you get, and they also bring you a green sugar cube. There's a photo online. There's a photo online. We actually talked about this beer in our original. Uh, a Droid Theory podcast. But I think they upped the ante for the Blackheart Society release. Well, their intention was always to sell it with a spoon and uh, the cube. Right. Uh, when it came for us, and they admitted that they were still tweaking it, it was basically a little, like, dime bag Ziploc. That's exactly uh, what it looked like, yeah, too. No. <laughs> that had this, like, green sugary substance in it. Also, you have no idea what a dime bag looks like. I've seen SVU or whatever. <laughs> and she also no saw clue. the dime bag Ziploc that was on. Cousin yes. Max taught me what that was. <laughs> That's so concerning. So the, the, the more concerning thing is that somebody sells these dime Ziploc. <laughs> like, who's, What's going to happen with them? Do they them? sell it as a dime bag? Is that what, like, what, what do you yeah. sell these as? And be like, oh, I need a couple cases of these. And then what? what do you say? Well, it's not a dime anymore because of inflation. Well, right? yeah. <clears throat> okay, sorry. That joke was already made in Clerks. I don't know. You don't watch movies. Don't pretend like you do. So the way that you drink this beer, uh, there are two ways that you can do it. Uh, one is correct and one is incorrect. Ooh. The incorrect way is to take part of the sugar cube and dunk it into or drop it into the beer. Because sugar reacts with the beer to make it overcarbonate. Think Mentos Diet Coke. Yes, it absolutely. So wait, the incorrect is the correct way. Incorrect. That's the incorrect way to do yeah. it. Which Just later, Mark said we were going to serve the sugar cubes with the draft version, right. but it was a mess, so we didn't. And I, I don't know if we weren't supposed to get one, but we did because we're us, and so they wanted to like give us the experience. No, other or people had it too. Did they? Yeah, yeah. Good. Okay. Some per- uh, the folks at our table got one earlier in the day, and they didn't get a sugar cube with it, and so they were a little bit upset when they saw it. We shared it with them; it was fine. Everything went okay. But so after kind of. seeing ours, yeah. they ordered one and full size. Like we only had the sampler, the three right. ounce or whatever it is. And this couple was super nice, but I would say older. I don't want to guess at their age because I'm not very good at this. The older I get. Mid-90s. <laughs> somewhere between like 50 and 90. I would say on the early end of 60 if I had to guess. So somewhere between 50 and 90. Yes, correct. Um, so she gets the big, beautiful, adroit theory glass full of this Saison. And she did not put the whole thing in. Am I correct? Like she actually did break it first? I think she broke it, but then she put a majority of it into her beer. All right. Next thing I know, I just saw her looking at the caterer and she's going, can I have a roll of paper towels? Because it's just... It was everywhere. <laughs> so the way you're supposed to do it, sorry, the, the actual appropriate way that you're supposed to do it, according to uh, the description and what they say to do, 
is to take the spoon and then pour the beer over the spoon as you pour it into the glass. Because right. you put the sugar cube on the spoon. Right, and then it passes through, and you're not going to over... We actually have some of these beers, so we will be right. And we have the spoons, and, then, and we yeah. have the sugar, so we yeah. can do this. What are the three beers that come in the Book of the Bad? They're mm. Necronomicon-esque. Why don't I just we just do this as our next podcast? We'll do it as the next podcast. It's going to be Let's 80 or 90? <gasps> 90? Yeah, we'll do we're it. We're so old. Or should we do it for like six, six, six? Mark wanted to know if we were his episode sixty or our episode sixty nine, if he was a part of that. <laughs> like, no, I'm sorry. Mark that is was, the owner that was of double Detroit. Jinko. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I looked it up. Which is a great sixty nine episode. Yeah, and also the specialty beer that I brought to the uh, poker night that we had uh, two nights ago. Jason won poker night. Uh, it's true. I took the double Jinko and they. Uh, 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 they were gone. They were gone by the end of the night. All right, nice. guys. So if our next podcast is going to be the Book of the Bad, episode 90, then I'm going to say and throw down this gauntlet to our listeners. Episode 100 will be Infusion listener two. suggestions. Infusions. Infusions. Also, we might and take go crazy alter. with it, guys. Don't don't hold back. Here. Don't like try to make us drink something gross, though. Right. Because we won't. Pick don't that be like one. raw chicken and oregano. <laughs> but you could do. Goat cheese, oregano, and... I am going to say that I would love whatever. our listeners to come up with something deliciously cilantro to make you both drink it. And even if you just get us the ingredients, we'll find a beer to go with it. Yeah, that's Not totally biased. What are some ingredients that you us, think would go? Suggest the ingredients tell us the you ingredients. think would go great in a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that work? Are we cool about so. that? Let's do it. Episode 100? Episode 100. Fine. Sounds good. All right, guys. Good work today. I'm so proud of you. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Beer Mistress. I'm at Dashing underscore Rogue, I think. And I know, I, it's been a while. And I'm an egg. He is. And I'm Jason. He, like, needs a photo so bad because it's just awkward. Well, we could use this one. This is a good That's photo. We took some photos of this one. Uh, we idea. are always at facebook.com slash dashing rogue. And now you can follow my beer writings at Chesco Business Today. Also, we'll probably link them on our website. Yep, yeah. Most likely. We're when we redo there. it, yeah. Yeah. All right. Good job. Yeah, good Thanks, podcast. guys. Until next time, this is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And I'm Jason. See you then.